Welcome to Six Months Later, the podcast 180 Days in the Making, where we talk to interesting people about their lives and hopes for the future. And then we talk to them again in six months' time to check in, see how they're doing. My name is Tara Newton-Wordsworth. I am joined, as always, by my co-host... Matthew Shadorn. Maddie, how you doing? I thought we agreed we weren't going to call me Maddie. Sorry. I felt like I went Maddie Moo, and that was what we agreed not to say. We agreed on that, but I felt like it was implied that we weren't, that the Maddie was the real problem. Okay. My apologies. Matthew, how are things? Things are, you know, things are good. I'm hanging out, maxing and and relaxing, you know, (laughs) chilling. Wow. Great. No, uh, the the big the big news this week is I got my absentee ballot yesterday. Wow! So I'm gonna mail that off tomorrow. I'm gonna vote. Oh my god! Decide who to vote for. But you know her. that like the mail in voting, it's all like a scam and won't won't work or whatever. So yeah, you know, I you know I believe everything that comes through the mail. I believe that chain letter I got that time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wrote, um, I wrote all those chain letters and I've had nothing but good luck since. So, Well, I, 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 I really no hope complaints. that your vote does count and I hope Me too. that you make the right decision when you're voting, buddy. I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put some thought on it. I haven't really thought about it for the last four <laughs> years, who I was gonna vote for. But um, I think tomorrow I'm really just gonna knuckle down and really, like, do some research <laughs> on these candidates. Great. Yeah, was it David Trump? That <laughs> <laughs> no, we've we've never discussed him before no, on this podcast. That's never come up before. It's not been like the impending doom gloom conversation that I feel like we've had about forty times now, even though we've not done that many podcasts. But yeah. <laughs> oh well, that's exciting. That's great. Uh, anything yeah. else happening uh, this week? No, it's been a pretty slow week. I've been, uh, I've got a lot of lumber coming tomorrow, which is exciting. Going to build some things. Oh, I put a roof on my shed. This is all home stuff that I'm going to build a closet with the lumber. Anyways, what's new with you, Tara? Wow, that sounds exciting. I I, am, well, I really realized sort of where we're at, like, in our lives tonight when uh we got home and my husband was just like i was like oh how do how you know how were you like when we were out what happened and he was like well i you know i went out and i bought something that i you know i've been thinking about getting in the past and you know i just never i never did and i was like oh what was it and he was like garam masala the spice I see it in everything so often, you know, (laughs) when I'm looking in recipes, it comes up again and again. And I was like, wow, that is so exciting because I totally need it sometimes, like cooking chili. But after I said, like, that's so exciting, I was just like, oh, my God, like, what? (laughs) What has happened to our lives? Is exciting the word? Yeah. No. I mean, I... What was it? Did was he really bold about it? It's like you've been holding me back long <laughs> enough, Tara. I have finally. I'm gonna be my true self. All right. Yep. And I'm getting garam masala. But also the joy of walking around Tesco. Like when I walk around Tesco on my own now, it genuinely feels like a, a holiday. Like that's how I feel. I feel as excited going to Tesco and walking around like child free for about twenty minutes as I would like going to like lanzarote for a weekend or something you're really bumming me out about um parenthood yeah i'm really sorry man uh it's been a tough week uh, that's in that all I, is all i can say in that department i think charlie's charlie's like no. really not wanting to go to nursery and it's just a nightmare like your children kicking and screaming and like you meant to leave them and they try and like pull them off you and they're like he's fine 
fine and he's like screaming and you're like he just doesn't seem fine you know like and oh god so wait is this his first time to it's nursery his first or? time going back since lockdown so i think it's like you know he had sort of uh, six months of not going and then you know i think he just so adapted to our new way of life and Anyway, I don't know. I'm I, I definitely feel tempted to kind of like just homeschool him, but that's what my parents did with me. I think they must have been like, Oh, she seems really anxious going to school and then I was homeschooled for five yeah. years and, and look how that turned out, Matt. So I'm not doing that. It did not, yeah. Oof. Oh my god. <laughs> just thought of it. Because I mean, I mean, I you, you seem you're a very nice person, but you're not very Oh, bright. thank you, Matt. So... That's a, I would say not not very together. I mean bright yeah right i guess it's as it's, you have the kind of like you are intelligent but it's the kind of like raw unsullied uh, intelligence by any kind of knowledge <laughs> or information so it's like you have kind of this kind of pure intelligence which is really quite a, a beautiful and rare thing but it's like there's not it's, it's not, not like, like honed like you know, it's messed not up like... yeah yeah it's not like you have lots of like facts and, <laughs> and things just kind of like rattling around in your brain you know getting in the way of just the pure intelligence wow. that comes out and and i think that's thanks that's a beautiful Matt. that's that's really kind um ironically when i did go to <laughs> high school i was like super obsessed with academia and then i had like a sort of like an anxiety attack in year 11 when i didn't get an academic achievement award and i like couldn't come out from under my desk for like for like a few days it was it was intense wait you're no, in, in the, the school? boarding school that i was at <laughs> oh you were in a boarding school this in, is... for, for high school yeah because because i grew up in outback australia like the nearest high school was like a three-hour drive every day so so you were basically living like picnic at hanging rock then essentially that... essentially yeah. yes i mean that is there are a lot of places like that oh my god picnic at hanging rock that is such an amazing unsolved mystery <laughs> Okay, we're, we're getting off track. We're going to be talking to an amazing guest today. I'm super excited to talk to her. Yeah. Caitlin Durante. Yes. American podcaster extraordinaire. It's going to be fun to talk to her. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it too. I'm a big fan of her podcast. So. Oh, wait, uh, we haven't talked about the future. The future. Oh my gosh. Um, what do you think is happening in six months time? Beginning of April, uh, just clear skies and finished closets in my house. And <laughs> oh my god. Uh that's just the kind of thing. Uh all the projects that I'm I'm planning on doing this week will be uh done. <laughs> wow, that's that's great. I've got to stop Sorry. saying wow. I've said it so many times already. Um, I'm pretty impressive, so it's pretty uh, I can see why you would say I am constantly mm -hmm. awestruck. Well, I mean, yeah, that's great. So six months time, mm -hmm. April birds are going to be singing. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, it's, you know, that feeling of spring, like when you hear the bees buzzing and you can feel the warmth coming back to the air. It's kind of oh. like, it's like the, the, the winter ending in Narnia, you know, like that feeling when like, not a <laughs> like Narnia just, fan. <laughs> yeah, No, like you just killed a witch. And... The, the witch <laughs> is dead. Like, it's just so beautiful. Right. So I'm super excited for that that period of time. Speaking yeah. of Narnia, where do you fall on Turkish Delight? Because in the books, it makes it sound like it's really great. And then every time I've had it, it's the most disgusting treat ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it really like gets just like stuck in your teeth. It's in this... just awful. Yeah. yeah. If anybody out there has ever read the Narnia books and been like, this Turkish Delight sounds pretty great. It's not. <laughs> it's a dirty trick. Like, 
I don't want to malign all the people of Turkey, but I don't know. They need to get their their dessert game on point because this is disgusting. The <laughs> Narnia one, though, just to be clear, was like magic or whatever. Like it was enchanted or had a spell placed on it. It would to- have to be. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Anyways, <laughs> let's get to our guest. Yay. <laughs> excited to be joined by comedian and co-host of the very popular podcast the Beckdale cast Caitlin Durante yes hello <laughs> you did it I am really so I was really nervous about saying your last name because because I don't know how to speak apparently um I, I feel you like it. you were really drawing it out and you were like She's the host of the podcast that is very popular and we all know the name and it is the... I had that real thing where you're like, oh no, I don't want to do this. It's happening right now. You know, like where you're kind of like having an outer body uh, experience Brilliant. while yeah. saying something <laughs> where you're like, I wish this wasn't happening right now. But anyway, well, we're through that. Yeah, you right. nailed it. It's great. The other thing <sighs> about you. my last name is that I grew up pronouncing it an entirely different way. And then when I graduated college and like decided to reinvent myself, I was like, no, I'm going to pronounce it this way. I grew up pronouncing it Durante, which I don't like the sound of. And I don't like that pronunciation. So I was like, you know what? I'm a new person. I'm I'm out in the world. I'm an independent adult now. It's Durante. Right. Wow. That's so so cool that you decided that. You didn't Um, want to live in the shadow of your father jimmy durante exactly <laughs> my, my father jimmy yeah. Uh, yeah. how do your parents pronounce it they pronounce it durante the way that i uh had been pronouncing it through you know my adolescence mm-hmm. but i was like you know what i don't this sounds bad this sounds like just like a height just like a very like america version of like how you would pronounce an italian last name so i was just like you know what uh-huh. i'm gonna get a little closer to what it should be a, a little continental that's nice yeah. <laughs> like uh do you have italian like uh are you italian yeah not even predominantly i think i'm mostly like british scottish irish but i did ancestry.com not to <laughs> brag oh okay <laughs> but I'm, I'm italian on my uh my father's side oh okay. cool so it's quite nice as like a nod to your heritage like i like that yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also it's just a cool way of saying it. So that, that was um, the, my main motivation. I was like, I don't like because then people would be like, "Hey, Durani," and I'm like, "Oh, it's just like it sounds horrible to my ears." So, anyways, uh, Caitlin, how are yeah. you today? Sorry, no, the, the whole this whole episode should be about my last name. Please and thank yeah. you. No. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about doing, the D now. Let's get into like yes. why. Let's letter go by letter by letter. Yeah. No, I'm doing well, I suppose. All things considered. you know it's fine it's fine it's bad out there but it's (laughs) and you're you're living in LA at the moment I am yes and And how's that well there you know we're still in the midst of a heavy quarantine uh the also the other fun thing about this region is that all of our forests are on fire 
thanks to climate change and global oh. warming. So you said, it's, you said it's like all our pores are on fire, so it's nice and cozy warm. <laughs> so it's toasty. Um, the air is poisonous. Uh, I have a <laughs> headache God. all the time. It's I think what was the latest number? It's millions of acres of of forest have have burned in these fires all across the west coast of the U.S. So yeah, it's it's. That's really bad. That's one of many things that's, you know, not doing so great right now in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. That's intense. So you're really going through like and what does the quarantine like what does that look like over there at the moment? What are the sort of rules? A lot of place establishments are still shut down as far as a lot of just retail stores. They're still closed. I think they're trying to reopen things, but not with like very bad results. So it's still, there's just like nothing has been done to really get control of the situation. Oh man. I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, not that it's really any better. Yeah. We live in Oxford. I'm I'm pretty much expecting the same thing because the university gets back into session next week. And so I think that it'll be the same because it uh, turns out that uh, 18 to 20 year olds, they're pretty stupid. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> turns out they are maybe a little careless or reckless. Yeah, maybe Sometimes. they have a, <laughs> a misunderstanding of their own mortality and uh, yes. <laughs> risks and things. And so. Yeah, I definitely don't think there's that awareness. It's like we went past a skate park the other day and there were loads of teenagers all sort of, you know, cuddling and lying all over each other. And there was definitely no social distancing. It's funny when you get to an age where you're like, I don't feel like I was it was that long ago but suddenly you look at like people that age and you're like children of today you know like, like did you, you just know, yell out no. the window of your car you're just like leave some room for the holy spirit <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know i i think i'm definitely feeling much older these days we all anyway live- what what are you saying matt what no because we all live like shut-ins like elderly shut-ins and- <laughs> So it's like if I had a lawn, I would be telling children to get off of it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, listen, everybody these days just wants to be like the only joy you have left is like sitting under a cozy blanket with like a nice cup of tea. (laughs) That's all you have left in this world. There's nothing else. (laughs) Really? And you're like, oh, Great British Bake Off's back. Yay. I'm so excited about that, Matt. Like, don't rain on Great British Bake Off. No, I know. That's that's why this is... like one of the few joys in my life right now. It was funny when you were speaking, actually. It felt I had this like weird surreal moment where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we're living in this world right now. Yeah, sorry to remind you that the hellscape we We either picked a really great time or a really terrible time to force people to come on and think about their lives now and then their lives in the future (laughs) right isn't everyone just sort of saying the same thing where it's like yep it's a hellscape Uh, it is the beginning of every conversation but (laughs) don't be surprised if when you listen back to this i've cut a large portion of this out (laughs) so if you feel like you need to cry i will cut that out (laughs) no leave it in (laughs) we want the raw emotions yeah no i was gonna say uh, so caitlin so what is your so what is your day like are you do you still have day job you're you're a teacher right you teach yeah so i teach online screenwriting classes so for anyone listening who wants to find out more about those they're very accessible but yeah so that is 
more of like a part-time thing I'm doing. And then Jamie and I are still recording episodes of the Bechtel cast. And between like all the prep and the recording and the editing I do for that, that's kind of, that's my full-time job. So I'm lucky to still be working and, and staying busy and my luckily my mind is occupied a lot of the time and i'm not just dwelling in the despair that's that, <laughs> I, save, I save that for nighttime i save that for um <laughs> for when i'm trying to fall asleep and then and then sure. those <laughs> then i never sleep um, yeah when you're yeah. just up at two in the morning doom scrolling through facebook and yeah yeah <laughs> and, well that's really cool when did you move to la and what sort of yeah what was the reason for moving to LA I just celebrated my six-year anniversary here and I moved because I had just graduated my master's program in screenwriting which is what I teach my um, online writing classes in so I do have a master's degree in screenwriting wow that is fascinating I I listen to your podcast so much and that has never come up (laughs) it's I would never bring it up I I would bring it up Um, it came up organically it, it did. So <laughs> I was like, well, I have this screenwriting degree. I better go to Hollywood and try to do something with it, which I have I done that? Not exactly. Not really. Uh, well, I guess I mean, like the things I'm doing are related to it, but I'm not necessarily like actively trying to like sell screenplays at the moment. We'll see how I feel. But then the podcast is super popular. Like, how do you feel about, like, how did you expect it to sort of take off so much? And how do you, are you enjoying it still? I do still love doing it. I'm really like proud of the work we've done. I'm I'm really happy with how it's how it's grown. Like we've our conversations have gotten more sort of sophisticated and intersectional and inclusive throughout the years. And I like the direction it's going. I, I didn't really ever expect that it would take off and I, I still don't really have a handle on like how many people <laughs> listen to it or like who how I many guess. people know about it but um so I, I get is it popular I I, I don't even know <laughs> well we were but, talking before we got on I you came to London and did two shows mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'll get tickets for this didn't I, I slept on it for like a week or two and then when I tried to get tickets they were all sold out like you'd sold yeah. out two shows and yeah. uh, and congratulations for you sucked Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, Um, we'll come back someday in, you know, five years when this pandemic is hopefully over by then and we'll do more shows in London. Yeah. (laughs) How did the shows go in London? Really well. They were super fun. We covered Pixar's Brave and The Favourite. We were like, we got to get some very, you know, like UK movies to cover. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. Wow. Very oh nice. man, I've got a is the is it wasn't just live, like I'm I'm assuming that you recorded them as well. Did you record them? Yes. We recorded the audio and then released them as episodes on the podcast. Oh cool, because I'll definitely check out Brave. I don't know why, but I found that probably one of the I don't know, it just annoyed me a bit that film. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of Pixar's I like I really wish I liked it more than I do. And mm-hmm. I just it's like not that great of a film. It's the me. one where the mum turns into a bear, right? We are Correct. talking about this. Yeah. yeah, there was something about it that just didn't quite work for me. I get where that, like, I definitely get what they were trying to do. And I think, you know, I take 
take my hat off to them with with what they were trying to achieve. <laughs> it, it is, and yeah, I think that you guys hit on this a lot in the podcast, which I thought was very interesting, and where you talk about how it was a, a female director, and she was kind of trying to write this story about her daughter. Yeah, and then she got kicked off by uh, John Lasseter, who later <laughs> turned out was maybe not great with women, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that was those two things were related who could say <laughs> shrug yeah um and then uh and yeah and then it became like a weird remake of a different disney movie brother bear or whatever which has exactly the same plot yeah i haven't seen brother bear but i'm just like i'll skip that one yeah if you're gonna have a a, a mo- an animated or a movie about an animated bear it better be paddington or i don't want to hear about it <laughs> oh yeah. i love Paddington. you know so much. can i say i was so I'm a big fan of your work and then Tara wasn't as familiar. So I was sent, I sent her your Wikipedia page and the last line of the top paragraph on your Wikipedia page is champion of the movie Paddington bear or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a story behind that. If you want to hear it. <laughs> sure. You've been editing your own Wikipedia page. Is that the story? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I should, because I'm, I'm not very happy with what it, how it is right now. Someone had, set up a wikipedia page for me and i i think they must just have gotten information from different things i've said on the bechdel cast but they were like i was just like what is this is so vague or like some of this isn't exactly correct so then i um did this like instagram live show where i for the first time ever read my wikipedia page uh, and sort of commented on how accurate or inaccurate the information was. Um, nice. And then based on that, someone else went in and edited uh, <laughs> my page and then put in the Paddington thing. So, Aww, I mean, that part is nice. absolutely correct. I am a, I do, I'm a huge champion of Paddington 1 and 2, but I, I still am like, I need to make this more reflective of <laughs> who I am, I guess. I don't know who... Yeah. Is it, yeah. Do you feel like your Paddington love is like core to your being, or is it something you bring Honestly, up? Honestly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've cultivated an entire personality around loving Paddington. You can't here. Let me shift my camera. Oh no, you can't see it. But on my bookshelf behind me, there is a Paddington like stuffed bear. Oh. Um, I would oh. Say people can't see, but Caitlin is wearing a blue duffel coat and a red hat. Red hat. And I'm eating marmalade as we speak. She's eating marmalade. Do it just her hands out of the jar. Yes. <laughs> did you go when you were in London, Caitlin, did you go did you go to Paddington Station? Did you see I deliberately got an Airbnb right next to Paddington Station and then I went on <laughs> I went on this walking tour uh, oh, really? that, sh- that took you all around to different filming locations for the Paddington movies it sh- it took you around to all the little not all of them but several of the little Paddington statues that are around the city uh-huh. um, you walked past like Michael Bond's um, <laughs> house and just like yeah it was uh, everything Paddington it like takes you oh and you could go to where I don't, I don't know London well enough, but the whatever area that MacGruber's shop is in, like that little street, different places it, like that. I want to say it's in Camden, but I forget. I don't know. I don't know yeah. London that well either. It might have been Notting Hill. Is Maybe. that a place or is that just a movie? Anyway, so. Well, it is a place. Maybe you're thinking because Hugh Grant was in both. Right? Wild. Okay. Just quickly, do you prefer one or two? I prefer two. But yeah. I think that one is essential for setting everything up. And I still find myself very emotionally riveted by the first movie. Like the first 15 or so minutes, I ball my eyes out 
just the entire time because it's mm. the uncle and then he has to go and then his grand his aunt lucy is like you have to go to london he's like but what if they don't even like bears and then you're like <laughs> oh my god perfect. and then he arrives at the station and you see the little tag around his neck and it says please look after this bear because you're like oh no he needs he needs someone to love him and i'm just like weeping so that and then like i think it's still a really well crafted terrific wonderful movie and like my expectations were kind of low for paddington 2 because when i saw the trailers i think they were catering to like the the children that this movie is intended for so it was a lot of, <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> so it was a lot of like of the like kind of physical slapsticky humor that i saw in the trailer and i was like oh no is this going to be kind of bad and so i had i went in with very low expectations but i ended up seeing it four times in theaters because i was like this is the best movie i've ever seen this is such an amazingly crafted story and like beautifully shot and acted movie that i i'm i cry so much in the in Paddington 2 I absolutely adore it I think it's and that I cry in the beginning when they catch him in the water um, and he's you know headed towards the waterfall and then I I also cry in that moment where it looks like he's like accepted his own death (laughs) you're just like this is a children's movie that, that look of recognition of like I guess this is, you know, like, oh my God. That's the beauty of this writing, like the screenwriting though, where Mm -hmm. intellectually we as the audience know that this movie is not going to kill off the protagonist in a children's movie. Like we know that that's not going to happen, but like emotionally we don't know that. So it's like our intellectual brain and like our logical brain and our emotional brain, like having completely different experiences. And, but yeah, you're just like, crying because he's like underwater and you're like yeah he's he's probably gonna die right now and you're just weeping mm. and then and that not. horrible feeling of like not being able to help him you know like that she's yeah. just there like trying to do whatever she can and it's just like that because it goes on for ages like you're yeah. just like oh my god like he's, he's gonna he's genuinely gonna die like oh my god oh my god yeah, I think everything I watch these days makes me feel more emotional. Like, I feel like I've, I have to watch everything I watch these days because just the world is such chaos has to be yeah. fairly lighthearted. Uh, yeah. And yes. I can't watch anything that's like very serious or very mm-hmm. heavy. I, I became obsessed with this. There's a cartoon on Netflix called uh, Cupcake and Dino General Services. And okay. it's just about two brothers. One is a cupcake and one is a dinosaur. And they run a nice little general services business. <laughs> and they have fun adventures. And they're nice to each other. And it's nice. That sounds like what we, that's the escapist media we all need right now. It is the best. I <laughs> bought, I was like, I'm obsessed with this. When they made a season two, I was like, oh, I, was, I was so excited. I bought a bootleg t-shirt. I'm all in cake <laughs> and dino, general services. Oh, you are so sweet. That is really gorgeous. Yes. Uh, so Caitlin, like what, what is going on in your life? Like, what are you really into? Not necessarily in your job or, or are you just like obsessed with these days? Like what's mm. something that's like your passion these days it's like sure well i am trying to learn spanish so that's Ooh. something i'm really excited about and have been working at steadily i still can't speak it so i can't demonstrate any progress i've made um, bueno. <laughs> <laughs> um but i i have a spanish tutor and i'm like working little like oh, really 
at uh, at Duolingo, kind of little by little. Oh, and nice. So yeah, that's that's something I'm trying to do to kind of enrich my my life. And then yeah, it's just as far as like stuff that doesn't feel like homework, that is just like pure enjoyment. It's just yeah, I'm watching a ton of movies, revisiting movies that bring me comfort or that like I grew up with and bring that sort of element of nostalgia and familiarity. Like I rewatched, I mean, I'm always watching Josie and the Pussycats, uh, like big <laughs> yeah. time for it, like once a month. I rewatch Titanic constantly because even though it is a tragic movie, it's, it, it's brings me comfort having seen it upwards of a hundred times now. Wow. Um, the Power movies, of course. Yeah. When you watch Titanic, are you ever like, my buddy gets out of it this time? Okay. <laughs> Not to keep talking about screenwriting, but the movie handles tension so well. And this is what right. Paddington 2 does. And this is what Toy Story 3 does, where that moment where you're just like, is it going to happen? Are they going to die in the incinerator? Is Paddington going to drown? Is Titanic going to hit the iceberg? <laughs> like intellectually, like historically, we know that Titanic does indeed hit the iceberg but the oh. story handles tension so well that you're like maybe they maybe this time it'll veer off a little bit further to the left <laughs> yeah. it won't i know it's iceberg. coming why don't they know it's coming <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. going to be the nice version of titanic oh, oh that would be nice yeah yeah i was gonna say wouldn't it be great if there's a director's cut where they miss the iceberg and then they just get off in new york and they have a great life together <laughs> oh my god that'd be so nice I've often thought about what that would look like and I'm like, okay, Rose and Jack would spend like a week together and they would end up hating each other because Jack kind of sucks and Rose also kind of sucks. So <laughs> I think they like would not be happy with each other. They're not compatible. And I think they would go their separate ways wow. after like a week or so. Yeah. Really? People think that this is like this like amazing love story, these star-crossed lovers who find each other and they're just meant to be together. And it's like, realistically, what do they even have in common? It's just, they're just like horny because they're on vacation. They're on this cruise. And, and they're, they're both like, like 17. They're both young. Right. They're young. They don't know what life is like. Rose comes from, Rose is basically just like, I need to get away from my horrible fiance who uh, like I'm engaged to because I have no other choice. And, you know, Jack is just sort of like this manic pixie dream boy who's like, oh, just whatever. I'm just a tumbleweed blowing in the wind. And <laughs> they just like have such different lives and perspectives. And I just don't think they would actually work as a couple. I think mm. Fabrizio should have been the one that Rose kissed also, but that's neither here Whoa. nor there. Yeah. Wow. I said it. Fabrizio over there. Exactly. Uh, There's a big difference between falling in love though and like an actual long-term relationship. But we won't yeah. we, we won't go into that. Sure. It's like well, basically this is just a session about how you gotta keep the spark alive. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. But what are you are you writing anything at the moment, greenplay wise? Well, that's a great question. Not as much as I should, although um, <laughs> great I question. Just, Shut up. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. No, I. Well, what was what was good about me being in school is that it held me accountable to write things, and 
now I don't have anything to hold me accountable, which is why I just signed up for a, a pilot writing class, which is another thing that, I mean, one of the things I'm kind of looking forward to for the future, the for the near future, because I know that because I paid money for it and I have deadlines now, people expecting things of me, I will actually write something. So mm, um, that's good. That, but yeah, I'm like my the classes that I'm. It's weird. I, I teach writing classes, but then I can't even do the thing <laughs> that I'm teaching because I'm just like, well, no one's expecting. I'm expecting something of them, but no right. one's expecting anything of me. So, well, this podcast is a really good opportunity to actually give yourself accountability because in six months' time, we're going to be checking in to make yes. sure you've done it. Please so, do. And we're going to be doing a live reading of your script. Great. Perfect. Um, which we're, you know, so that'll be exciting. So you could um, potentially say like, as in, if there's something that you want to, because obviously you make, you can make some predictions for the future. And part of that can be what you would like to do with your script that you're writing slash going to write. That's true. Which, let's see. I predict in six months, I think that I will have, finished maybe even the second or third draft of it i'm hoping oh wow exciting and uh yeah maybe by that point i will have started who knows trying to shop it around to all of the industry people who i don't know and would have to (laughs) um, figure out how i can talk to them and get them to read my stuff but uh yeah that's that's uh that'll be a kind of prediction slash goal that i'll set for myself well, I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing about I'm how it's gone that. and that it's been picked up, you know, um, by a, you so a, a massive TV channel slash producer. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing how Netflix wants to produce my as yet unwritten series. I know. I, it was amazing. I was scrolling through Netflix and it was like untitled Caitlin Durante project. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming 2021. And I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't talked about it more in this podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> Okay, so you've got your screenplay, what you want to do with it. What else are we doing in terms of like predictions for the future? Have you you've finished on what you said before, Matt, the thing of like, what are you up to now? Yeah, what are you excited guess- about now? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're still new at this, Kayla. We haven't been doing it for years. It's, it's been a long it's been a long day. We, we built ourselves a premise where we have to do this for six months before we can ever release a single one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. It, this is a great premise. How, yeah, as a podcasting professional, we're like, how are we doing? You do <laughs> don't even. Don't even uh, so uh, in six months, personally, you, you want to learn Spanish and finish your screenplay, uh, your pilot script. I assume bilingual pilot script that you <laughs> the written and fluent spanish um, uh, yeah tell my, a novella. Right? Uh, my, my goals i'm gonna set more realistic goals for my spanish learning uh which is that i will be slightly i will have learned slightly more than i know now uh i don't expect to have any sort of fluency in six mm-hmm. months i think i would have to you know maybe i'll move over to europe maybe i'll spend some time in madrid just kidding uh you can't <laughs> i can't travel i cannot yeah. leave the country because of our horrible leadership uh, um, americans are not welcome here <laughs> i don't uh, blame you for saying that. the other thing I, I have a prediction to bring it back to to paddington okay nice because again i 
this is the the personality that I've cultivated is around Paddington. Paddington three is supposed to be coming out in 2021, according to IMDb. What? I oh don't know how. Is this an exclusive? <laughs> I don't know ha- this. I have no information, but oh, I do okay. have a lot of wild predictions. No information has been really released about the plot or the cast or anything like that. And it might not actually come out in 2021 because I think, productions have not been going forward and things haven't been uh, filmed at the same rate that they were pre-quarantine. But let's say that by the time in, in six months, maybe I have high hopes that some, maybe the plot or like kind of the general premise and some of the cast has been announced for Paddington 3. Oh. Here, Here's my prediction. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm excited by this prediction. I'm really well, edge of my seat. I think the villain, I have a list of, of people who I think it could be, and I'm going to, I'll try to narrow it down to one. I, I think it might be someone, I mean, Idris Elba plays a good movie villain and it's always mm-hmm, like a, mm-hmm. a British, or I guess Nicole Kidman's Australian, but someone who can do a convincing British accent, I guess, uh, is always the villain in the pattern. <laughs> okay. So Idris Elba, I think Sean Bean plays a great, movie villain and he's pretty mm. let's see liam neeson i think could be a good pick uh judy dench hello where is she in the paddington movies i think that rachel vice could be a, a a good villain colin firth maybe even. oh yeah, yeah. especially yeah. because he was supposed to he originally voiced paddington and they realized that he his voice didn't sound quite right it was there's they just it didn't quite work so then they had to recast him as ben wishaw so it'd be nice to kind of bring him back into the franchise mm. uh, as, as a character i think though that also you've got ray fines who mm. you know he's the ultimate mm. he's british great. movie voldemort villain but i mm, mm. i think i i'm almost i'm gonna land here's my prediction i think okay i think they're gonna bring in Ewan McGregor. Oh no, he can't be a villain. He's too like lovely. But he was a villain in Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, right? Yeah, and he did a pretty good job. So and uh, and kind of in Shallow Grave too. Oh, I haven't seen Mm -hmm. that. Oh, it's really good. All right, that's that's Ewan McGregor when uh, he's very young and and handsome and also is just very good. He's such a good actor. I mean, he could do anything. So I I will I'll so. If you have to narrow it down to one, then. I think um, my prediction will be Ewan McGregor has been announced as the villain of in Paddington 3. Really? Wow. Do you think he, do you want to like guess what type of villain? Because the first villain was like a, an evil taxidermist. Mm-hmm. And the second one was an evil actor trying to get a fortune. Do you think evil land developer? Oh, well, that's that brings me to my prediction for the premise, which is oh, okay. Ooh. I, I hope... Here's what I hope Paddington 3 is about. I hope it's about uh, defunding the police, which might not even be a thing that needs to happen in the UK. Um, but it's no, it's not that. Okay, good. It's certainly a thing that needs to happen in the US. So I think that Ewan McGregor is going to be this like zany constable <laughs> or something. Uh, and- they call them bobbies over here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and... Paddington's gonna have to to take him down. Wow. Okay. okay. I do like yes because the the last Paddington really had a strong message about prison reform. Yes. And and the need for like 
you know, skills-based reform and treating prisoners with dignity. Yeah, re rehabilitation versus rehabilitation. punishment. And, exactly. uh, and, and the first Paddington movie is, is allegorical for, like, an immigrant's experience. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, so I think there's always this, there's always a strong yeah. message. And, and, you know, as an immigrant living in the UK who arrived <laughs> at a train station naked with a hat on, <laughs> I 100% agree. That is like the totally my experience. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so grateful that that was like a really highly specific prediction. I really appreciate you putting that much effort into the prediction. So excited. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's going to be so great if that stuff, if any oh my of, gosh. If any of I, it comes oh through. <laughs> do you think, yeah. Have you reached out to the people who make Paddington and you're like, I do have a screenwriting degree if you guys need help. <laughs> I, okay. I, those movies are so well-written that I'm like, I don't have the skills. I'm not good enough. I would just ruin a Paddington movie. I couldn't do it justice. You know, when I first saw the trailer for Paddington, I was like, oh my God, this looks terrible. And then I had heard like so many good things. I think I really hadn't really. And then like the second one came out and people were like, no, the first one's amazing. And the second one's even better. And I was like, really? And I checked them out and I was like, holy fuck. Like these are so good. <laughs> like, it, like it, yeah, it's it's amazing how good they are. It is. And how people just... people sleep on them. People, every time I'm like, yeah, Pad the Paddington movies are like my some of my favorite movies ever. And they're yeah. like, really? Those kids movies? And it's like, don't you dare reduce <laughs> that way. Yeah, they're amazing. I don't know how they do it, but they're like incredibly delightful and just pure joy and yeah, and if you're feeling down in this time of quarantine, I highly recommend putting on the Paddington movies and just having yourself a real nice night. Yeah. You know, you don't have to watch them back to back, but, you know, it's fun. <laughs> we right. have this thing that we do at the end of every podcast, which is at the end of this half session of the podcast, where basically you start a joke or a, a sentence and then you finish it when you come in for uh -huh. your next session because obviously mm -hmm. through the miracle of editing this will go seamlessly into the next <laughs> six months so <laughs> if you want to have a think for a moment about a sentence or a joke that you want to set up and then finish in six months okay um, but you've got six months to think of the ending yes oh my gosh okay all right all right okay all right how about this there okay. there is a there's sort of like a it's like an improv game joke premise sort of thing that starts with like dating me is like blank. So I'm just going to kind of right. borrow that. So I'll, I'll say something like this. Dating me is like dating a glass of whiskey. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it will make you feel terrible the next day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's really the best I could come up with. I oh, okay. am not feeling great about it. I don't feel great about the setup. I don't feel great about the punchline. It sounds really... like you don't feel great about yourself. <laughs> I yeah. don't feel great about myself. It's. I don't want. I. You shouldn't not. You shouldn't feel bad about yourself. You, I, you know, Thank let's you so first much. off, let's address your self-esteem. How's your self-esteem doing, Caitlin? It's actually, it's, it's okay because, especially because since we last spoke, I have started on antidepressants. Sweet. Uh, woo, out here trying to normalize mental health, out here getting my depression and anxiety and insomnia under control. All right. So, you know. I'm, How's I'm, it going? It's going. I, I'm sleeping a lot better. Uh, nice. And, and feeling generally uh, less bad. 
Oh, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, how long the, have you the been punchline to that joke aside, <laughs> feeling pretty good about yourself. How, how long have you been um, taking the antidepressant? Oh, about um, two months now, I think. So oh, okay, cool. And do they, new, but... How do they, how fast do they normally start working? So the to help with like the because i'm taking a specific kind that is also sort of like a sedative so like you're supposed to take it at night right before you go to bed to help you sleep um that kind of kicks in right away the the effects of that is like i've noticed like from the on just like yeah the onset of it but um as far as how effective it is at an antidepressant that takes a little bit longer so i i think i'm still kind of like my body's like calibrating to that a bit but i'm definitely sleeping better so that's that's a plus that's key yeah (laughs) i mean that's yeah i i think uh being able to sleep well especially now that i don't sleep very well anymore (laughs) it's really (laughs) hard yeah we just had a baby so two months ago we had a baby wow (laughs) congrats yeah so we got uh my wife and i have a little little he's a um whatchamacallit baby Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of those, um, you know, you've seen him in the movies and stuff. Like a, a tiny adult. He's human? like a little adult, right? Yeah. But he's like, it's it's so weird. It's like, but you know how most adults can use a bathroom? Like at will. Mm-hmm. Sure. He can't. What? <laughs> and somehow that's my responsibility. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, how have you been the last six months? How, everything? Oh, gee whiz. I've been... Not as many fires as the last time we talked? The fires are under control i honestly like meant to go and look up because i feel like in california at least there's just never not something on fire (laughs) in the wilderness (laughs) but it's not as much of a crisis it's it's not the giant crisis it was before so fires are under control um i'm doing pretty well uh things things appear to be looking up in terms of you know covid19 pandemic stuff mm-hmm. vaccines are being distributed etc yeah so uh things are things are not so bad <laughs> and that's how i have to frame it things are <laughs> not, not so terrible <laughs> right not now. so bad raves caitlin durante <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's just run down some of the things we were talking about six months ago uh, as mm-hmm. far as the future. Let's start off with uh, Paddington 3 news. Oh, yes. Okay. So I, I heard it was introduction, <laughs> but I didn't. I don't, I don't know if I've heard much. I meant to double check today what the latest gossip, celebrity gossip is. But <laughs> Right. I Yeah. Last news I heard that it was like greenlit as in like mm-hmm. officially go for production i don't know if they've started production yet or if it's just like if it's like still in development or pre-production but it's like it's a sure thing so mm-hmm. that's exciting uh i cannot believe they did not announce ewan mcgregor as the villain very disappointing how dare very disappointing. how dare they <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm they want to save it for like comic-con they want to like make that big announcement. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair. That's fair. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very pleased that we're getting. And also, I went back and listened to the audio from six months ago, and I I am embarrassed, not regretful, but indeed embarrassed about how much I talked about Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, do you need me to cut some of that out before we put it out? Mm, I mean, it's up. It's entirely up to you. Um, I feel just, like uh, it's all gold, though. It's so yeah, good. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll cut out that hour we talked about Paddington from the middle of the podcast. And okay. Then, you know, we'll leave a little bit. But I uh, understand. My husband was like, oh, was this podcast about Paddington? And I was like, no, she just really loves Paddington. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we really love Paddington. When I was listening back to it. And I really love Paddington. Yeah, I was like, she I just wanted Paddington to talk too. about Paddington. We're allowed watched, to love Paddington. Uh, we were just like, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago, we were just flipping through the channels and Paddington was on. It was like, oh, that's our evening now. <laughs> <laughs> just watch the Paddington. <laughs> One must. I guess. We're going to watch it again soon. How's the Spanish going? It's going well. I've kept up with it every single day since we last spoke. Have I, you actually? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am doing Duolingo and then I have two tutors who I meet with once a week each. And uh, yeah, I've I've been steadily, well, slowly but steadily improving. I can you know kind of string a sentence together, but yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm just keep just learning a language that I it's so hard to learn a language, especially as an adult. Right. But so I'm like constantly frustrated that I'm like not better at it or not learning faster. Mm. Um, but but I'm doing it. The thing is, now you need to move to like Spain so you can like immerse yourself mm. in yes. the language. Yeah, I guess in I, LA it'd probably be somewhat easy to immerse. It yourself is. In the it is actually very <laughs> easy. I yeah, I can just kind of exist as I normally would <laughs> here yeah. and uh there's a l- I have a lot of exposure to it but yeah I uh, also apparently like <laughs> both of my tutors one who is from Mexico and the other is from Argentina they're like Ugh, Spain Spanish <laughs> so I think they would be mad at me if I like went to Spain to like continue my Spanish education you know their but. Spanish has a stupid lisp right you know that right <laughs> It sucks. Like, why would you even do that? Sorry to any listeners from Spain. From Spain, um, yes. Yeah, so no, we, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're, that was that was just a, a harmless bit of poking fun. Mm-hmm. At, you know, Spain. I love Spain. I was. I had a great vacation oh, in Spain. I would love to travel year. there. Yeah, it's great. You no, know, I recommend the Pyrenees. Ooh, <laughs> they're very nice, and you know, I'll just recommend Spain. We we went. We we did like a two week road trip in Spain, where we took a ferry. From Britain to Spain, which was mm-hmm. my insisting, because I love to take boats, like needless boats, whenever I can take a boat somewhere. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm just, I'm just like, why not? But there's also like a lot of dolphins you got to see from the boat. <gasps> so it's really fun. And wow. Just like that part in Titanic when Jack's like, look at the dolphins. <laughs> I was going to ask about Titanic. Are you, have you still been watching it regularly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> fair <laughs> yes i watch it probably once a month and i i can't explain why but and josie and the pussycats <laughs> yeah i guess i probably haven't seen that since we last spoke so that one um i'm due for another rewatch but mm-hmm. yeah i wasn't mm-hmm. keeping up with that one as much you're you know but you're very busy watching movies you record six podcasts a week a month six podcasts a month <laughs> oh, wow that's really <laughs> uh and that's you know that's a lot to go through so yeah mm-hmm. you know. i'm very busy yes it's true thank you so much <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of movies you know i really enjoyed your da vinci code episode that came out oh 
Oh wait, you're a matron. Wow. Yeah, I am. I, that's oh actually goodness. something that's happened in the six months is I I finally like I stopped supporting blank check and I started supporting you guys. <laughs> so Thank take you. that, Griffin and David. <laughs> oh, yeah, take that, men. They, it's time for women to earn money. Yeah. No, I don't know. I would just I just move some money around. Just like uh-huh. that. But uh, yeah, and I, I yeah I I really enjoyed that. I thought that was very funny. Thank you so much. Anyways, so uh, your your screenplay class. Did you finish your screenplay? Oh my uh, my pilot class, right? That's what. Your pilot class, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I did three quarters of the class and then I dropped out. <laughs> nice. <Aww>. <laughs> I had well, a lot of things kind of came up all at once. One of which was I got scheduled for a surgery that ended up getting postponed but i was like well i already dropped the class but um that and then i forget what else just and it was also like right around the holidays and i was just like getting overwhelmed with everything i that was going on so i did but i so i did write the first two acts of like my three act pilot but i forgot to keep uh, working on it <laughs> so <laughs> I have not done any of the things with it that I anticipated I might. Uh Whoopsies. But I just feel like it's kind of, I don't know. I feel like this year, the past year, should just be erased. As in, like, it shouldn't count for anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel Mm. like we should be being like, well done, you lived through this year. You know, like, that's like Everybody gets a participation trophy for 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my birthday's coming up it's been so tough my birthday's coming up and i am like technically turning 35 but like i don't have anything to show for the whole time i was 34 so Mm. i think i'm just gonna say i'm turning 34 again 100 (laughs) percent. i'm gonna do the same that's a great idea i i really like that i'm embracing that and you you said earlier that you did you say you had your tubes tied? Yes. So that was the, that's the, the language the, they used. I feel like that's what you said. Is that what, that is what you said, isn't it? Correct. I think yes. you used the term spade. I got um, <laughs> neutered. I got neutered. Yes. You're neutered, rather. Um, so that was that's the ske- big that news. That was the surgery. Yeah, big big news. I actually had two two um, surgical procedures done in the in the time that we've last spoke. The first one, I got LASIK eye surgery done. Um, oh, so nice. I, wow. I can now see better with my eyeballs fantastic thank you so much (laughs) the second one was yeah the kind of like layman's term colloquial term is getting your tubes tied um the whatever medical term is uh, a tubal ligation um but basically i have been sterilized i my they chopped my fallopian tubes all up and um, now <laughs> Chop I... Them up? Oh my that god! So brutal. <laughs> sounds like it's like preparing for like stir fry. I went to a Benihana. They chopped them up. They made a whole show of it. <laughs> they tossed one into a hat. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably not exactly that, but they're they're definitely severed now. Right. My, my tubes and um, yeah, so this was a thing that I was I've been considering for many many years. I basically since I first learned about this as a procedure, because um, I've known since I was a child that I 
don't want to have children. And it just, it takes many decades of convincing people that you're, that that is actually true and that you're not going to change your mind when you meet the right man and like other, (laughs) any other like bullshit things that people have said to me over the years. So I finally found a surgeon who was willing to perform the procedure because uh, a lot of them won't do it until you're 35, especially if you don't already have children and especially if you are not married. They're like, well, you're going to meet someone and then you're going to change your mind and then you're going to have all these babies, blah, blah, blah. And I it's so like, nice that, that the medical community <laughs> believes in you and they believe in love. <laughs> I you mean, know, they're I think just that's, hopeless romantics, just, all of them. I'm going to try a little bit. I'm sorry. I just, it's so sweet. Oh, my God. So finally, I was able to convince an OBGYN that I'm never going to change my mind about this. And he's like, cool, let's let's chop up those fallopian tubes. Um, so that happened um, two weeks ago. Wow. That's yeah. big. That's so exciting. How do you feel? Like as in, yeah, since it's been done, how have you felt? Pretty, pretty good. It's, it was a pretty easy recovery because I also had my gallbladder out like a year and a half ago. And that recovery was pretty intense. Like that's a mm-hmm. just more major surgery that I was like, didn't bounce back from as quickly or easily. But yeah, this, um, this uh, neutering really uh, is a quick turnaround. So I went for like a run today. Like I went outside for a jog and like felt fine about it. So okay. I'm feeling pretty good. Everything oh, nothing just fell like, out. That was great. Nothing. nothing <laughs> my uterus didn't come detached and fall out of me. Anything <laughs> like that. Um, although I'm like, if I'm like, I don't, I'm not using this uterus. Get it out. I, I, I would have liked to have a hysterectomy, but they're like, mm, probably not. Um, but <laughs> what's what feels just as good as like my physical well-being is I just I, I, I have such a peace of mind now like I just mm. the comfort of like knowing that I have bodily that I was able to like achieve bodily autonomy and that like sure. I can just like so that that also feels great so yeah yeah, yeah and you're bringing up your your gallbladder surgery and and uh people might not know this but you had a, a side podcast from the normal bechtel cast called sludge correct mm-hmm. yes. which was all about your struggles with the american healthcare system and yeah. getting your gallbladder surgery are, are you and then after that was over after your procedure was all done you did some other episodes with people talking about their experiences oh yeah i had all these grand plans about how i would how i would keep the podcast going and talk to other people about their kind of like healthcare horror stories and then i one got just like too busy to maintain any kind kind of like schedule (laughs) with it and then I was also just like I mean it's something I deeply care about and it's something that's like I want to see reform about like with the American healthcare system but I'm also I like the more the few episodes I did after that I was like I'm out of my element here like I don't have enough just knowledge of how this system works i'm so much of an outsider that i like felt weird about just like continuing to do it and i just like yeah i didn't have like the time or energy to do the research i would have needed to do so i was just like "Mm, i'm gonna put it on a hiatus but i was like i'll come back to it and then that hiatus has now lasted (sighs) over a year so yeah (laughs) whoops i never realized how hard it was to get a tubal ligation 
until because there's an episode of I think it might be the last episode you did. It you, might be. You interview uh, I think it's Megan Keister, right? Mm-hmm. And she uh, she had and how like she had to basically like jump through all these hoops to yeah. get the, the procedure and and like when you say like I found a doctor that would do it, it's like yeah, it's you basically have to find somebody who's willing yeah. to, to to like just accept your word that you are a woman who wants to just not have a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had I talked to so many people about it and they're just like mm, you're not gonna no no thanks. Even yeah. like when I was getting different forms of birth control, they were like oh this you know this implant that we're putting in your arm uh, that lasts for three years. Aren't you going to want to have a baby in that time? You're like prime baby having age because I was like 28 at the time. And I was like, no, I'm sure... (laughs) So it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. With the... um you know, procedure, it always makes me think of someone like just taking the tubes and just like literally nodding them. (laughs) But I'm assuming that's very different. So it's very much irreversible, right? Like I'm assuming that it is like an irreversible procedure. I I think so. Although hmm, I'm actually not sure about that. There might be a reversing procedure that they can do but i don't know i don't know maybe i'm making this up because they say with that with vasectomies right that like as in within if you do if you there's a chance you can reverse it within two years afterwards or something like that right well i had a friend who did who he got his vasectomy reversed and then he had two kids what? So I don't know why I said two kids like that. Was two impressive. kids, two, two kids. kids. Not only didn't it work once, it worked twice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think again, I'm uh, believe it or not, I'm not a doctor, so mm-hmm. I don't fully. What know. kind of education level have you achieved? Well, I don't have an MD, <laughs> but what I do have is an MFA, a master's degree, if you will, huh. in screenwriting from Boston University. A oh, fact wow. that I, I would I've never brought that up before. Um, I yeah. hate bringing you, it up. You're loath to bring it up, but if it, it comes <laughs> up organically, yeah. right. I'm so grateful to hear that. So I think I love the kind of the counterpoint to your podcast about Megan getting sterilized is you had a, I don't know, I, rem- I don't remember the dude's name, but he was like talking about a vasectomy. He's like, yep, just rocked up and they cut him and I <laughs> walked out. And it was just like, nobody asked me any questions. Nobody questioned my decision making. Like, yeah. Wow. Just, he was just like, it was the simplest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. The dichotomy of like what it is to get neutered if like if you're a man or whatever like i want to be as inclusive as possible uh like if you have a uterus versus if you have a testicles kind of thing um it is yeah ovaries versus testicles i guess that's a better (laughs) analogy but yeah it is it is far easier to get sterilized if you've got testicles yeah that's crazy isn't it that is really, yeah. I mean, yep. it just doesn't make any sense, really, because you would think that, that men would have just as many reasons that they would want to have children as women. So why would it be different? The patriarchy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's almost if there's some kind of 
system of <laughs> oppression <laughs> and power anyway. stretching might back be many, many something. <laughs> I might be the first person to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> Matt just started feminism. Yeah. Um, well, uh, ladies, can I explain you. to you about the patriarchy, please? Uh, thank you, Matt. Yes. Excuse me, a man is talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> about why the patriarchy is bad. Okay. Have you ever thought about it? Like, obviously, they've asked you about stuff with, like, partners and stuff. Has it been something that you've discussed with people in the in the past? And has anyone ever been like, what, you don't want to have kids and been weird about it? Or has everyone been kind of on board with it? As far as, like, romantic partners of mine? Yeah. Um. Well, I would have needed to have one of those first to have a discussion (laughs) about it but i have been i've obviously you know casually dated um brag but but no i have not been in and i'm currently not in any kind of long-term um relationship which part of me was like do i even need this right now because obviously like i'm not going to have like unprotected sex with someone I'm only like very casually seeing this there like this tubal like gate like being sterilized is only gonna really work when I like do have someone that I'm like just raw dogging but it's because I (laughs) (laughs) but it's because like I trust them and like we've both you know we we're not like transmitting STIs among, right. between each other and that, you know, we're in kind of a more committed relationship sort of thing. So I probably, I like, but even so, even though I don't have that right now, I still just like wanted that autonomy over my body. Cause I imagine, I don't know, someday, someday I'll be emotionally mature and available enough <laughs> to, raw dog. To, to raw dog somebody. <laughs> Don't visualize that. <laughs> but no, I'm just um, trying to grow as a person, so I can just hit it raw. You know, that, that is my main motivation. Yes. It's so sweet. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Sorry, just very it's emotional. Beautiful. This back. You and the AMA are just like. <laughs> With the, what, what, what about the people that you dated? Like, was it something you talked about or was it not like something that... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely um, told like different like men I've dated. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in having children ever. And many of them either said to me, oh, you'll change your mind when you get older. Or wow. they'd say like, oh, you know, you when you get married to whoever, whoever the lucky guy is, I'm like, okay, I guess this is going nowhere. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> whoever that not 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 whoever me whoever that not me man is you know you're gonna decide you're gonna change your mind um, would it have been better if he was like you know when you get married to me next month as he gets down on one knee <laughs> like this is the first date man right Ugh. I would have just slapped the ring out of his hand. Um, yeah, so I've definitely had gotten a lot of pushback from, you know, the shitty toxic men I've dated. Mm-hmm. I even had a guy, like a man, we like 
had a bet. He was like, oh, I bet, you know. I was like, I'm going to get sterilized as soon as I can. And he was like, you'll never do that. And I now I can actually, like, cash in on this bet. Trouble is, I don't remember that person's name or um, <laughs> anything about it. <laughs> if you've ever bet Caitlin Durante that she'll never get sterilized, please contact <laughs> us at sixmonthslaterpod at gmail.com, and we will get you in contact with her. You are her and a substantial amount of money. It's it's a hun- hundreds of thousands of dollars by now. I think we're with interest at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. Person- <laughs> oh, she's also available for raw dogging. Anytime. <laughs> don't yeah, contact do you, do you us wanna- about that. <laughs> Please yeah. don't contact us about, con- about wanting to raw dog Caitlin. That is not our area. Yeah, contact me directly. If that's directly, yeah. You got to slide into them DMs, man. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so Anyways. I had some notes because I think we had. Oh no, we've pretty much got through everything. As in, you've you've you, Matt, you were really on top of all the the predictions and everything. Yay. Yeah, it turns out I didn't um I I talked a lot, but it was only it was mostly just about Paddington. So we didn't cover a wide array of topics. It was really just like Paddington and then some more Paddington. Do you ever I was never able to keep a diary like at any point in my life because if yeah. I like wrote an entry in like a diary or a journal, I would just like go back and read it like one or two days later i'd be like oh it was so awful from two days ago like oh remember how i used to be so terrible three days ago and i would just like be so mortified by just like what i thought was a problem or like what i was like oh these aren't real problems like i was such an idiot back then um (laughs) yesterday uh three days ago caitlin had did not have her shit together (laughs) right and this is something that i've like done throughout my entire life so when i was going back and listening to what we talked about six months ago i was just like oh caitlin you're so i don't know what what was happening to me back then and then in six months when i listen to this the whole thing i'll be like oh caitlin why did you say any of the things you said anyway so that's what's going on (laughs) well thankfully you don't have to wait six months this will be out on monday so you can feel bad about it then so you know we're cutting down that time frame (laughs) i love that conversation i thought it was really fun i just i thought we just had a fun conversation that you know we don't I mean, there's no expectations here. We don't have to talk about anything important. It's more like we're what we want to talk about is the things that are important to you now. Mm. We're important to you then. But then now. okay, wait. So. (laughs) So time is a flat circle. Uh And (laughs) no, we wanted to talk about the things that are important to you then. And we want to talk about the things that are important to you now. And maybe they're not important to you anymore. And that's fine. It's all a journey. It's true. Wow, (laughs) beautiful. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start crying now. No, (laughs) I'm gonna start crying again. (laughs) So, in the past six months, what's kind of the biggest? You think the biggest change that you've experienced over the last six months, or the biggest thing that's happened to you? Um, in addition to, I think it's just like kind of like looking at the grand scope of it all just like mentally being in a slightly better place not only from like this medication i'm on now like the again the comfort of like knowing that i have this bodily autonomy because of this surgery i had and then also it it feels like there's a light at the end of the tunnel not to quote california's governor or anything like that but um (laughs) As far as like this this pandemic, because it's I mean we've all just like felt so isolated. We've yeah. I'm, like I live alone, so like I'm rarely in contact with anybody. I you know it's there's just like so many things that we all feel like we're missing out on, 
and um, it just, but it feels like because of the the vaccine being distributed, things have just been kind of slowly seeming like they are going to return to something resembling normal. <laughs> sometime kind of soon i actually might be coming to the uk in november because it seems like people will be vaccinated by then and that it's gonna like stick and work and stuff like that because my friend martha is uh, getting married and i've been invited to her wedding and i haven't RSVP'd quite yet because we're still, you know, no one's quite <laughs> sure if that's going to work out or not. But uh, it seems like I- I'm going to be able to, like, anticipate going yeah. there in November. So oh, looking nice. forward to that, hoping that hoping that happens. Yeah, I every save the date card I've gotten this over the like the last year i've been like good luck with that asshole um, <laughs> right <laughs> but uh yeah november might actually work out for for your friend martha where in the uk is she um she's in salisbury <laughs> okay is that is that bad <laughs> no i'm still laughing at matt and how horrible he is but um <laughs> i really I hope for your friend that it I does do. work I, out I, I, I hope your friend, I don't know, man, I got like, like, right as the pandemic started, I got like a save the date for like, July. And I was like, no, what what are you nuts? Yeah, that's not gonna, yeah, no one can come to that. And then, I don't know, like sometime before the end of last year, I got to save the date for a wedding in Maine. I think it's in April or something. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I can't fly, right? Like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. illegal for me to leave this country. Like, that's not a thing that can happen. Right. Anyways. Do you listen back to your podcasts? Like, as in, do you listen back to the podcasts you've done? Um, well, I edit them all, so I ha- like I have to. Yeah, after we've recorded, I've got to sync all the tracks up and edit it all together and stuff. So, yes, I do do that. <laughs> How do you find that? I, I kind of find it therapeutic. I, I like to take kind of like a, a raw either like the first draft of a script or like a raw audio file and like polish it. That's like something that I I find to be therapeutic. Mm. It's also very time consuming though. I mean, Matthew, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) editing takes a million billion years. Um, But yeah, I I don't mind it. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. Everything's good. Yeah. I I actually am starting to worry about how much I listen to because I do the editing and that takes forever. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes out, like I subscribe to my own podcast and then I listen to the podcast for quality control sure. as well. But then also because I think I just like the sound of my own voice. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this guy gets me like his sense of humor is really like... <laughs> That's nice. It's and so I'm nice like, that you feel like that. No, I feel like it makes me a psychopath. Like, <laughs> that cannot be healthy. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, it mean, it just means that you, you like what you're doing and that you're, like, proud of what you're doing. And you're, like, doing, you're putting content out there that you enjoy or that, like, you would otherwise listen to even if it wasn't your project. So I think that's yeah. lovely. And, in fact, I'm... <laughs> I'm crying again. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most emotional podcast we've ever done. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I feel the opposite. I actually, uh, but yeah. Anyway. That you hate this? <laughs> no, as in, I always think you sound really funny and really good, Matt, and you, Caitlin, all the many times you've been on the podcast. Uh, but 
and the time that you were. I was actually, do you know what? I actually want to say, listening back, I'd been feeling really down, as I've already discussed. But listening back to your half episode, I felt so much better. I was like, I felt really like upbeat about life. It just really made me feel, and I felt excited to talk to you. And yeah, it was really nice. So whatever you were feeling negative about, if you you know like you you should not feel negative about it it was a really lovely i'm just very self-critical i think it's because we talked about paddington so much paddington just like lifts your spirits yeah it's true (laughs) i mean yeah i mean people yeah i mean i don't know people aren't tuning into this podcast full stop and (laughs) (laughs) people are turning into this podcast for news they just want to hear people talk about the things that they love and yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what I hope that people listen for, anyways. Yeah, and if you're not listening to it for that reason, then get off up. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck um, out of here. Was there um there was something? Is there anything else, Matt? There's a, like uh, an, I feel like there's another question that we're meant to ask. Yes. So what is next for you, Caitlin? Ooh, let's see. Um, I have hopefully going on joining you too in in the in the UK or Tara. Where do you live? I'm in the UK as well. I mean, I'm in Berkshire. (laughs) I'm in Berkshire. uh, So I live about like 40 minutes from Matt in Oxford. Got it. Right, right, right. So uh, yeah, maybe I'll I'll be um, I'll be in Salisbury, uh, that area, hopefully in in November. Let's see what else is coming up. Uh, I mean, Salisbury is really nice, isn't it? Matt, have you been to Salisbury? Is that where Stonehenge is? I think, yeah. Yeah, I don't actually. I, I've been to Stonehenge, but I don't Wait, know. If I I look but I, I've definitely like. I feel like it's really nice around there. I hope I can go. It all starts to run to run together for me. That would be fab. <laughs> if you're if you're looking for shows, hit me up and I can probably. Thank you. Something. Well, the, I'm like, do I even do comedy anymore? I haven't done stand up in like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah over a year so i'm that's like that's how i felt it <laughs> well yeah well bring jamie with you and you can do a live podcast and... yeah oh my gosh that would be amazing that would um, be really fun yeah yeah oh. i think you guys were talking about doing an education you should do it in oxford i think it's a good oxford oh movie. yeah because oh. is that the campus that they're on yeah it's where she goes yeah uh, in the end she goes to oxford <gasps> or like that's whole right thing. oh my so. gosh Let's see what else. So maybe some travel. Maybe I'll return to uh, doing stand-up. Who, yeah. who can say? I hope to be vaccinated soon. I'm getting a haircut soon. Um, you know, big major things. Oh, <laughs> my, my tube, my tubes have been cut. Now it's time for my hairs to Your get cut. Your and fancy free. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's. I think that's about it as far as like things that I'm pretty certain will happen. When when you go to the hairdresser, you're gonna be like, "Can you give me a haircut that says this girl is sterilized?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, excuse me. I'm single and ready to raw dog. Can that's literally what I was thinking. That haircut. <laughs> like hashtag raw dog it. Yeah. Um, that's now your Bumble profile. It's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boys, if you're not ready to raw dog, then you're not ready for Caitlin. So you've got haircuts coming up. You've got the whole world is your oyster, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Raw dogging, et cetera. (laughs) Um, Travel, haircuts. I feel like you you should put that on like your Tinder profiles and stuff because I feel like it's going to be like that must be enticing right like it must be nice to like not have to worry about that yeah men don't like to use 
condoms. <laughs> <laughs> New splash. So, right. Yeah. Um, Caitlin, God, it's been so nice talking to you. Uh, oh. You're so cool. So, Thank you for having me. I know it's, it's been very fun. And uh, and yeah, thanks for being on the podcast and, and everything. Is there anything you want to plug? Oh, you can check out the Bechdel cast, uh, the podcast I do with Jamie Loftus, plus guests who where we talk about film through an intersectional feminist lens. If you're interested in learning screenwriting from me a master in screenwriting with my master's degree in it which again i would never ever bring up according um, to everybody at boston university <laughs> yes um i teach online screenwriting classes uh, and you can find information about that from my website caitlindurante.com and uh other than that just check out paddington one and two yeah it'll, it'll make your day it will, yes. And look yeah. out for the third one, which should be out yeah. with uh, Ewan McGregor as the villain any day now. Uh, Caitlin, thanks again so much uh, for being on the podcast. And, oh, the pleasure uh, is all mine. Take care. Yay, Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much. <laughs> well, that was fun. It's yeah. nice to have a less abusive guest. Um, fantastic guest. I really like Caitlin so much. Yeah, she's really nice. How have the last six months been for you? Oh, I wrote some notes about what was going on in our lives. So you were voting. I was voting. You I made the that. right choice. <laughs> I did. My whole, it. I, you know, my state didn't. So it kind of pissed my vote away. So, but I still made my voice heard. And uh, yeah. And now they're making it harder to vote. When I say they, I mean Republicans. And, uh, so. Are they actually? Oh my God. Yeah. You haven't heard about this? No. But I don't know why would you. It's not your country. You don't have to care about it. But <laughs> a lot of Republicans in like every red state, any state where they have any kind of control, they're all like tightening up voting because they looked at record turnout and they were like, oh shit, shouldn't do that again. Uh, especially like Georgia <laughs> and uh, Texas and all these places there just trying to just end voting forever unless you're a white dude so but uh but yeah but you you said will discovered the wonder of garam masala has he yeah. been making a lot of dishes with garam masala to be honest i i don't even know if he's made one dish with it like uh <laughs> did he get it just because he's like i just want to have it i, just I think that's genuinely why <laughs> i have no idea i mean it sort of was one of those things listening back where you're like god that is just so sad but also still kind of exactly representative of our lives today so yeah yeah i mean we're not really doing anything particularly more exciting than that at the moment although we are now allowed obviously to meet up in a garden which is exciting so we're gonna probably go to his mom's for easter and be in her garden oh nice um so yeah, yeah. Some folks over for easter so or you on are? sunday not for easter but yeah who are you having over uh nobody you know don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> who the hell are you uh, having over no uh our, our friends jesse and dinah they're coming over and uh for like lunch and i think oh, we had so uh a couple friends come over last night for a drink in the garden that's so dinner. nice yeah so. i love the way i added in the garden just to make it legal like yeah no in the garden yeah absolutely <laughs> added our, you know, um table. 
that's good. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it, I, I think in some ways the predictions about, you know, your predictions of clear skies and finished closets. <laughs> nope, that didn't happen. My closet is still very much unfinished. Actually, I listened to that earlier this week and I was like, oh, I should do some work on the closet. No. And I only, I put up a, I put up one of those rods, you know, that you hang, you put hangers on. Mm. What's that called? A hanging, I have no idea. What like do you mean? Like a hanger rod? Yeah. Like a, For, yeah. Closet. A closet pole. <laughs> <laughs> a clopal, they call it. Anyways, yeah, whatever that's called. I, I had one of those sitting around forever and I needed to cut it to length and then just put like six screws in it and now it's done. And it's like I could have done that months ago. <laughs> But I still need to build a bunch of drawers. Actually, it made me reflect on like I bought all this lumber that came six months ago and I did exactly one thing with it. And I had like three big projects I was going to undertake and I did one of them <laughs> and I didn't even finish it. So I'm kind of uh, and and it's funny because I, I, you know, part of the closet that I built has a desk in it. So I'm that's where I'm sitting right now. So I'm always facing it and always thinking about how it's unfinished. <laughs> and yet I do nothing about it. And maybe this is the week, you know, maybe this is the week. <laughs> it, it actually is a nice week for it because it is the weather is really nice this week so hopefully can get on some stuff i don't know i'm getting my flooring done if that's something to be really excited about no way the flooring's back (laughs) the flooring's back guys the flooring's back the flooring's back (laughs) has anyone else been worrying about my floors a little uh, bit (laughs) yeah it's booking we've booked it in for may now so i'm trying to source that at the moment and you know we're really like getting on top of this uh we've been sort of talking about whether we're gonna maybe move to australia at some stage so we're trying to get stuff organized like not not in the near immediate future but more just like down the line so i'd kind of no further than Mm. six months i'd say like Mm. probably more like if anything it'd be i don't know we're we're not even like set on it at the moment it's more just a discussion and i think uh we want to get this place to being like of a standard where it's either sellable or rentable so Mm. that's kind of my big project at the moment is like organizing everything like just getting getting it up to scratch so yeah which is it's nice it was funny hearing about charlie being so unhappy at nursery six months ago i was gonna say how's how's that been going (laughs) thanks for thanks for remembering matt (laughs) i got it on my notes i wrote it on my notes (laughs) look i wrote charlie you can't read that because i can read it but charlie back to school oh that's sweet of you uh (laughs) he um (laughs) the, the the lovely thing reading that back is is that he's so happy happy there now like he literally I asked him the other day I was like what's your favorite thing to do and he said playing with his friends at nursery and it just made me really happy because you know he's happy again he's happy to be there and that's just really really nice so yeah yeah so that's that's beautiful and you know obviously it's been a it's been a tough week in some ways I think I found I don't know why I just have this like dread about certain things like I don't know whether it's comedy or doing I don't don't know I think maybe do you know it's weird I feel like in some ways I'm almost anxious about lockdown ending which I'm not even sure if it I don't know if it makes actual sense but like I'm excited for it to end but at the same time I feel maybe slight anxiety about returning to normal life or something and the expectations that await and maybe I just need to take a break from my own expectations on myself well yeah it's like when lockdown now we don't have any excuse for not doing anything yeah (laughs) yeah what's your excuse for not building your closet you can't be like well it's Mm -hmm. lockdown I can't build my closet because lockdown's happening so yeah 
So, and uh, have you you have any thoughts on Turkish Delight? Any have you have you had any in the last six months? We st- it I still sucks, right? I don't. I just don't eat it. It's very it's, sweet. It's terrible, and it's, it's just very um, you know, does squishy. It taste like flowers. It's not even good. It's even... it's squishy. It's it's got powder on the outside. It doesn't make any sense. Nothing it's a confusing sweet. Yeah, don't don't bother people. Just don't just don't do it to yourself. Turkish um, Delight one star, especially mm-hmm. rose water ones like. That, that's what I'm talking rose about. Rose water is like, the weirdest flavor. Why does anybody want to eat anything that tastes like roses? <laughs> it's disgusting. It yeah. is disgusting. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Please, if you can, rate and review wherever you you get this podcast, and tell a friend, tell an enemy, or tell a stranger on the street. And, <laughs> you know, just just. I mean, if you could just make a sign about the podcast and put it in your window, but only if it's like a high traffic area. But like, that would put be it ideal. Can, that would be ideal. I think yeah. that would be really best. Because it's like you want to stay socially distant, but I know you want to tell people about the podcast. Yeah. So please share wherever you can. And I can't think of any better way than a sign in a window. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, uh, if you want to follow us, we're six months later pod uh, on all the things. And you can you can check us out there. You can contact us directly at six months later pod at gmail.com or you can go to our website six months later pod dot com. What a surprise. If you want to talk to if you want to talk, if you want to see what Tara's up to, you can do that. Yeah, you can, or you can talk to me, like whatever. You feel free to get in touch. Uh, I am currently still on the handle at Tara and W Comedy, but I am considering changing it in the future. So if you can't find me on that, feel free to just Google Tara Newton Wordsworth and you might find me unless I've just become a secret person, in which case you won't find me. But hopefully we can and still don't look. <laughs> we can still stay in touch through this podcast, social media. Yeah. And Matt, you are on. Uh, I'm M. Shadorn on the things. I'm not much for social media these days. I, 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 I don't want to. Sometimes I put, if you go to Instagram, sometimes there's a picture of my baby on there and it's fine. Yay. He's a cutie. But if you want more from me, I make other actual media and including I have another podcast. It is called Comedy Killed the Video Star. And this week, it finally happened. I'm talking to somebody about WAP. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I got Caitlin Bailey, who you might remember from episode four, sex worker advocate, host of the Oldest Profession podcast. And I got I also got her chief historian, uh, Dr. Charlene Fletcher. They're both on to talk about WAP. They are ridiculously smarter than me. And I look dumb, real fucking dumb. Um, I am a worthless clown and they are the smartest people ever. If you listen to the podcast. I can't wait to listen to that. It is a fun discussion about WAP. So, uh, and it's very insightful. They are very insightful and very intelligent people. And uh, and yeah, so it's going to be delightful to listen to. So check that out. Comedy Kill the Video Star, wherever you get this podcast. Check that one out too. And if you want to support this, we're on Patreon. Uh, you can get extended interviews. We're also on, I forgot about this until Alistair mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but we do have a Kofi account. So you can just give us money. If you, if you want to give us just like a one-off tip, that would be really great as well. So um, just look for QED Comedy Lab uh, on Kofi, and you can just send us a tip that way and that'd be really nice as well if you don't want to make the commitment of Patreon. But if you go to patreon.com six months later, you can get extended interviews and that's also fun. So thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next week. In six months. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah, because we don't want people writing in and being like, we think this is different. It's all fake. <laughs> yeah. God, if anybody wrote in, I'd be stoked. <laughs> yeah. We've got all a right, complaint. So, Yay. Yeah. <laughs>